What's up, you wonderful humans, you great, gorgeous people, you spectacularly incredible group of YouTube, Rumble, Blaze TV viewers who tune in each and every day to watch Dave Rubin on The Rubin Report. It's nice to see you. Uh, no, you did not set your clocks wrong. Know that there has not been an issue with the rotation of the Earth. Yes. We are live one hour early today. It is 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, this is just a one-time deal. I've got to hop in my car the second we're done here. I've got a quick event in Miami Beach, uh, and then I'm heading over to the Rumble offices. Rumble just uh, built out huge offices over in Sarasota, which is the other coast of Florida, and I've got a day of meetings. You know, we're trying to uh, save the internet, which thus would save the fate of Western society and the world and the planet and the whole thing, uh, so I have a busy, Two days we just pre-taped tomorrow's Q&A, which will be back at our normal time of 11 a.m. Eastern. We got three stories for you today. Uh, first, a couple compilation things happening over at The View. You know this show, Barbara Walters set this thing up about 25 years ago, where it was gonna be different women of different walks of life, of different generations, different histories, different values, where they'd come together and talk about things calmly. Remember that? That's a very different show than what they've got going on now. It's basically Whoopi and Joy having mental breakdowns every day with a rotating cast of other lunatics. And the whole thing should be taped from a padded cell. We've got some video to prove that. Uh, then the big story yesterday, of course, was that uh, Joe Biden, the man pretending to be president, uh, he called Fox News Peter Ducey a son of a bitch. <laughs> In an off, off mic moment. Um, I think the world's gonna go on, but I thought we'd show you the clip and then just get into a little bit of the hypocrisy when a certain orange man once called someone a son of a bitch versus when old Joe Biden did. And then finally, because you know my policy on COVID, I'm trying to only talk about COVID when there's positive stuff to report. Well, believe it or not, people, something good has happened in New York. Uh, a court in New York has actually reversed the, the, the mask, not vaccine, I almost said vaccine, the mask mandate in New York. Small steps, people, small steps. So those are the stories for today. Oh, and I just wanna say uh, thank you for all the comments yesterday. You know, I really felt that the first 20 minutes of the show yesterday when I did this sort of unpacking of what's going on with the five remaining good liberals and the, the critique, I would say, not, not attack, personal nor otherwise, the critique of Barry Weiss and Bill Maher. Um, obviously, it's something that hits very close to home to me as someone that considered myself liberal and has come to see the weakness of liberalism and, and what's left. Um, and I that was as passionate as I run, I think, for the most part. You know, I'm, I'm pretty cool and calm. I think that's why you guys watch the show. Uh, but we got a ton of great feedback, comments, emails, people reaching out in every which way possible. Uh, and I'm gonna keep talking about it. And I'm completely open, as always, to having conversations with them about this. And really anyone that is willing to talk about these things in a respectful, decent manner. Uh, all right, before we get to all the stories, I wanna talk to you guys about Groove, Groove Life. Hey, ladies and gents, I'm pleased to welcome a new sponsor to our show, Groove Life. They've got some of the coolest, most unique accessories for both men and women that I've seen in a long time. The Groove Life ring is the only breathable silicon ring. The grooves in the ring let air in and moisture out. It's so comfortable you forget you're wearing it. But that's not all Groove Life makes. Their belts are legit. I'll be, I'll be receiving my Groove Belt Life this week. We thought it was coming today 
but I think it's coming tomorrow. And I understand that it is really the most comfortable belt known to man. This is a belt you never have to adjust. You just fit once and forget it. It's great for everyday carry and it's perfect for the office, the woods, the backyard, and everything in between. It has the perfect amount of stretch to give you the most comfortable all day fit ever. And this belt has the world's baddest buckle. It snaps using high strength neodymium magnets for an easy, seamless snap-on, snap-off, and has what they call stiff tech. That means no folding in your belt loops. Groove Life also has a mission where we can get behind. Their goal is to serve people, inspire adventure, and reflect God in every aspect of their business. Groove Life has a 94-year no S no BS warranty on every product they sell. Cut it, stretch it, lose it, break it, no problem. Groove Life will replace it. Right now, get 10% off your Groove Life order at groovelife.com slash Ruben with promo code Ruben. Go to groovelife.com slash Ruben and use promo code Ruben for 10% off your Groove Life order. Groovelife.com slash Ruben, promo code Ruben, and now back to me. All right, let's talk about the view a little bit. So again, this is where the idea was that we were gonna have this diverse set of women sitting at this big table and they were gonna be talking it out. And for many years, especially while Barbara Walters was there, Barbara Walters, who was an actual journalist, I would say, an interviewer, and, and a mainstay in sort of mainstream American thought for decades, quite literally decades, Barbara obviously stepped away from the show uh, it's probably about 10 years now that she hasn't been on camera. So can we get the year that Barbara Walters stepped away from The View? Uh, but she was the executive producer and the creator of the show for many years. She brought on the other hosts. They had a really nice mix of things. And you may remember years ago on The View when they had Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hasselbeck and she was a really good conservative voice and she would get into it with Rosie O'Donnell who was a good liberal voice. Rosie has subsequently sort of lost her mind. Uh, but there was real debate and conversation on the show. Meredith Vieira was the moderator for many years. I used to watch, it was a good program that was doing a nice blend of politics and culture. Uh, Barbara retired from uh, The View in 2014. I don't think she has any involvement anymore, so about uh, eight years ago, let's say. Uh, anyway, the show has really devolved into sort of woke leftist lunacy and people that I really liked Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, I used to like them. They were sane liberals. Whoopi is an incredible actress and great comedian. Joy was a good comedian, like, but they've just sort of lost their minds. So they played a clip yesterday on The View actually going after Bill Maher, which is ironic considering what I was doing yesterday, and take a look. I don't want to live in your paranoid world anymore, your masked paranoid world. You know, you go out, it's silly now. You know, you have your mask, you have to have a card, you have to have a booster, they scan your head. <laughs> like you're a cashier and I'm a bunch of bananas. <laughs> I'm not bananas, you are. That's not really funny to people who have lost their kids mm, to no. this vaccine, or people who have lost family members or dear friends to this. It's, it's just, you know, listen, nobody on the planet really wants to go through this. This is not something we're doing because it's, you know, sexually gratifying. This is what we're doing to protect our families. And you don't have to do it, but stay away from everybody. Because if you're the one who's not paying attention, and you're coughing and sneezing, you don't want to, then stay out of the public, man. This is not, nobody wants this. I don't want it. 
And I think he's forgetting that people are still at risk who cannot get vaccinated. People who can't get that. Little kids under the age of five. Yeah. Or people with health conditions. How dare you be so flippant, man? Well, they're still like, people they got how dare you be so crazy, Whoopi? Okay, there's so much there. So first off, she misspoke when she said the thing about vaccines killing kids, unless she knows something that I don't know. But I'll grant her that that was a misspeak. Now, ironically, I guess I should start with this. Related to everything the bill said, Bill, I agree with you, which is why you should not be voting for Democrats, right? That's what we talked about yesterday. So yes, you get it, Bill, uh, but you should probably be living in a place like Florida and fighting for freedom rather living like in a place like Los Angeles where you're subjected to all of this nonsense. But let's put that aside. Everything that Whoopi said there was, was complete insanity. Putting the, the misspeak uh, aside, the fear that she's talking about and that young children can't get vaccines and that there are sick people and all. Whoopi is sitting on uh, a stage there at a table with four or five other women who are all maskless. Now I suspect, and I think we know this for a fact actually, uh, that everyone in that building, despite the fact that you have to be vaccinated to get into ABC's building right there, they still have all those people in masks. So you've got an entire audience of people in masks who already are vaccinated and a group of hosts who can sit there without a mask. But then during commercial breaks, when the makeup people come and the hairspray lady and whatever they do to all of them to make them look human during commercial breaks, they're wearing masks, but the hosts aren't wearing masks. None of it makes any sense, but if, you believe that somehow certain people, depending on their job, can spread COVID and certain people can't. In essence, rich people can't, which is why rich people can go into uh, restaurants and they don't have to wear masks, but the servers, the waiters, the bartenders, the bus boys and the bell boys, they all have to wear masks. I mean, none of it makes any sense. But that really, the inconsistency in the policy is sort of aside, rather than whoopee, whoopee, and I really mean this, whoopee. We'll try to get you this clip, whoopee. I'll, you follow me on Twitter, I'll DM you this clip. Whoopee, I think beneath all of this nonsense, you, you are a good person, and what you're trying to express there is that you're worried about some people who might get sick. Now, I'm worried about some people who might get sick too, which is why I've always said all along, people should talk to their doctor and figure out what's right for them. People should lose weight, take better care of themselves, eat right. Uh, you should avoid people who are sick, and if you are sick, you should take that into account and perhaps not go to the mall, not go out to a big event. But two years after 15 days to flatten the curve, uh, enough is enough. It's time to be able to go out and go to supermarkets and be free and not wear masks. On, and why don't you address the depression that kids are facing and that uh, teenage suicide, especially amongst girls, is skyrocketing and all of the social behaviors and the social fabric that is fraying right now. Is, are you concerned about any of that? Or do you think that if we're just all vaccinated enough, even though you're vaccinated right now, and you can still get COVID and still transmit COVID, do you just think that if we all just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, and wrap our heads in all of this stuff, that no one will get COVID? And will that make any of this better? Will the human experience be any better? Will our ability to flourish be any better? I don't think so, Whoopi. Uh, but Whoopi is not the craziest person on The View. And I'm not even gonna show you a clip of Joy Behar here. Here's this woman, Sarah Haynes, and she is fearful of everything.
To the post-mask part, because I think there's a prudence we've learned with the mask, the hand, sanita uh, hand sanitizing that kind of like 9-11 with flying is always going to be here now. There's a new normal. In the beginning, when post-9-11, people didn't want to fly, and the security measures felt like, uh, how do we do this, you know? And now it's the norm. I think some of the things we've learned in this pandemic are going to stay the same. I may never ride a subway again without a mask. I may never go indoors to big crowds and ever feel comfortable without a mask, and that's up to me to do that. Yes, lady, it is up to you. So you are right about that part. It is up to you if you never want to go into a crowd again, if you never want to go into a store again, you never want to go to a baseball game or the ballet. That is up to you. What she talks about there, though, about this new normal, man, do you see what authoritarianism is? So like something really bad happens and thus we should just break all of our senses and just live a new way after that. Now we can have a whole discussion about after 9-11, and you guys know I was in New York City for 9-11, uh, it was intimately uh, part of my life, it was part of everyone in America's life. Did we do all the right things after? Well, we invaded Iraq, it was the wrong country, so we did, that wasn't good. Did, are all of the policies that we did, the Patriot Act, spying on our own citizens, now going to airports where you have to take off your shoes, and, they, and are any of these people even qualified for any of this? Go to the airport at JFK if you think these people are qualified to really be checking for bombs. We also know, by the way, and terrorist weapons and the rest of it, we also know, by the way, that when they do their like annual test where they just try to test to see if they get things through TSA, that they get all sorts of crazy stuff through anyway. But what she's really saying there is, oh, bad things happen and then we should just figure out a new way to live. So you should just wear masks forever and you should just get injected forever and everything else. And it's like, no, how about no? How about the old way was pretty good? How about having privacy was pretty good? How about have, you know, having a right to say, this is the decision I'm making for myself is pretty good. How about the right to say no, just because the government says something doesn't mean it's the right thing. But these people, they live in endless fear. I guess that really is what this is all about more than anything else. I refuse to live in endless fear. It does not mean that I will make every decision correctly, right? So I did not get vaccinated, I got COVID. I know plenty of people that did get vaccinated and did get COVID. COVID did not affect me very much. It affected David a little bit more. Uh, Michael got COVID, affected him a little bit. Connor did not get COVID. We all spent a lot of time together in a, in a office here, in a studio here. It's like everyone takes the things, their age. What are you doing to, to take care of yourself? Oh, maybe I won't do this inside. Like well, you can all do all of that stuff. But if, if the driving force when you wake up in the morning is fear, you can see what it does to society. All of these videos that we've all seen of the people screaming at people for not wearing masks and getting up in their faces, which of course you would never do if you actually feared the vaccine, you'd be running the other way. It's like fear cannot be the driving force behind a society. And, and for whatever reason, we can go into all the reasons they may want fear to be the driving force. For whatever reason they want it, we cannot let them win on that. I refuse to let them win on that and that's why I don't know that I've said anything about the free state of Florida today. Uh, that's why Florida is a great place. The people here are not dictated by fear. Things are open. And then just like Sarah Haynes on The View said, if you want to wear a mask, you can go out and wear a mask, but she's going to wear her mask forever. Okay. And by the way, some people will. And I think it's going to be a depressing amount of people that will always be out in masks forever. And do you think they will be fully actualized people who will live to their fullest extent? Or will the fear that they have of this thing 
15 days to flatten the curve. Will the fear that they have of this thing actually seep into every other part of their life? If fear is just like at the, at the top of the hierarchy in the way you think about the world, do you think you can really get all the things you wanna get done in the world? Do you think you can really become who you're supposed to be? Or perhaps you have to say, oh, there is fear and there is bad stuff and we're gonna reorder it a little bit. And I'm gonna put other things above that, like freedom and like joy and happiness and a whole bunch of other things, passion and desire, et cetera. I don't know, that's just me. Uh, let's move on. Joe Biden is the man pretending to be the president of the United States. Someone is pulling his strings, obviously, and occasionally they wake him up and he gets out there and he slurs over some words and says this, that, the other thing, but clearly is not in charge. And every now and again, as you know, at the end of press conferences, they always say, uh, Mr. President, I wanna ask you a question. He says, well, there, there, I'm supposed to get going. I'm gonna get in trouble for this, blah, blah, blah. Yesterday, he gave a little press conference and uh, he mumbled something that he thought was off camera, but uh, it was not. Will you take questions on inflation then? Let's move. Thank you. Thank you, Do you all. Do you think inflation is a political liability? That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. But I thought we were supposed to heal. I thought Joe Biden was going to be our good grandfather. I thought he was supposed to be a nice man who was going to bring the country together. After that scary orange man almost tore us apart, we almost became Germany in World War II. But Joe Biden is none of those things. Joe Biden is as divisive as you can possibly get. Joe Biden actually has policies that in many ways are ripping this country apart. Joe Biden has demonized his enemies all along the way. He has demonized the unvaxxed. He has called most of us racist, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't care that he called Peter Ducey a son of a bitch. People do these things. You know, one of the problems that we have right now is what we see on camera is so disconnected from reality. You see these, these awful people wearing masks on camera, but you know they're not wearing masks on camera. You, you see them telling you, oh, you have to, uh, you can't go outside, but we will go outside. We're gonna go to parties. Like there's a disconnect between the way they live their life and, and the, what the public facing side of this whole thing is. So I don't really mind that Biden called Ducey a, Son of a bitch, I suspect he's called him worse things and Biden's been called worse things and people say mean names and sometimes I joke around and call people names, that's all good. It's actually all good, it's completely fine. And by the way, tension between the president and the president's administration and journalists, that's good. That's what you want. You don't want them constantly on their knees showing him a good time, but that's usually what they do. Now, the reason he doesn't like Peter Ducey at Fox News is that Peter Ducey is basically the only guy in the White House press corps. There's a couple Newsmax guys who do it too, but Peter Ducey is the main guy, sort of the standard bearer at the moment, for someone that is willing to take the administration to task. He's actually doing real journalism as opposed to what the rest of them do, which is, oh, Joe, you're so great. How much ice cream did you have? Yay, you got out of bed, Joe. We love you, Joe. So anyway, I don't really care about him calling Peter Ducey a son of a bitch. And by the way, Peter Ducey doesn't really care about Joe Biden calling him a son of a bitch. Here he is on Hannity last night. We have some news tonight uh, after years of clips of the president and I kind of mixing it up on the campaign trail and during the transition and here at the White House, uh, within about an hour of that exchange, he called my cell phone and uh, he said, it's nothing personal, pal. And we went back and forth and we were talking about uh, just kind of 
moving moving forward and i made sure to tell him that i'm always going to try to ask something different than what everybody else is asking and uh he said you've got to and that's a quote from the president so i'll keep doing it did he apologize uh, he cleared the air and i appreciated it we had a nice call He's, that's not an answer. Did he apologize? That doesn't sound like an he apology. Said, he, he said, it's nothing personal, pal. Oh, and I pal. told him that I okay, appreciated pal. him reaching out. Hey, hey Sean, uh, the world is on the brink of like World War III right now yeah, I, uh, I with it. all this stuff going on. I appreciate <laughs> that the president took a couple minutes out this evening while he was still at the this, desk to, to give me a call and clear the air. At least he called you pal. All, but, but you know what? I, I don't need anybody to apologize to me. Uh, he can call me whatever he wants. So good for Peter Ducey, right? It's like he's taken it in stride. I suppose it's perfectly nice that Biden called him and said that. He said it's nothing personal, which is just kind of a funny thing after you call someone a son of a bitch. If you're calling someone a son of a bitch, you're saying your mother is a female dog. That seems personal to me. If you were like, ah, you're an asshole. Like, that doesn't seem personal. It's just like, eh, whatever. But you're saying, Peter Ducey, your mother is a female dog. I'm a dog lover, by the way. But, so it's not really that offensive to me, but it's just, whatever, you get the point. Um, so I think Ducey's taking it in stride, which is, which is actually the right way to do it. And I'm not sitting here saying this is the most horrible thing, uh, but I did want to show you one other thing on this, just to show you how ridiculous, in case you don't think that these ridiculous people in the media are ridiculous, well, they are in fact ridiculous. Here's uh, Brian Stelter, this is from the Defiant L's. Uh, Twitter, they do a great job of showing you what these people used to say versus what they say now. Uh, so here is Stelter up top. You're seeing his tweet from uh, March of 2018 when Donald Trump was president and he called a journalist the son of a bitch. It says, calling a journalist the son of a bitch? It was wrong when Trump was just a candidate and it's even worse now that he's POTUS. And then he had a link to a story about it. He wrote about it because Trump called someone a son of a bitch. Here's what Stelter said yesterday about it when Biden called someone a son of a bitch. At the end of a Biden photo op, when reporters, when reporters shouted questions hoping he'd respond, Fox's Peter Ducey asked, do you think inflation is a political liability in the midterms? Biden deadpanned, it's a great asset, more inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. Biden deadpan. So that's his way of saying Biden's joking when he calls someone a stupid son of a bitch. But when uh, Donald Trump does it, we're going to write an article and it's worse than when he's a candidate. Anyway, you guys get it. These people are all frauds and ridiculous people and everything else. All right, guys, we got one more story for you. And this is a good COVID story. There is a chance people are fighting back. And although I think that if you live in a blue state, you really should flee, although only if you're coming here to vote the right way, um, I do think that there are signs that not everything is absolutely apocalyptic. Uh, the New York mask mandate is gonna be reversed. Uh, we've got a quote here from the National Review. A New York State Supreme Court judge on Monday ruled that Governor Kathy Hochul's mask mandate for schools and other public locations is unconstitutional. Judge Thomas Rademacher found that the governor and the state health commissioner did not have the authority to enact a mask mandate without the state legislature, given that the governor no longer has emergency powers. The mask mandate has been in place since mid-December when the state saw a surge in the highly transmissible Omicron variant. There can be no question that every 
person in this state wishes, wants, and prays that this era of COVID ends soon and that they will surely do their part to see that it is accomplished, Rademacher wrote in his decision. However, enacting any laws to this end is entrusted solely to the state legislature. While the intentions of Commissioner Bassett and Governor Hochul appear to be well aimed squarely at doing what they believe is right to protect the citizens of New York State, they must take their case to the state legislature. That's a pretty clear explanation of what's going on here. Now, I will add that at the end there, you're basically not impugning their motives. I've actually had it with these people's motives. I would say that Hochul, who, remember, nobody voted for her. She was installed after they took out Cuomo. Nobody voted for her. She has been the worst sort of authoritarian. So I don't know what her motives are. I do think these people honestly get off on ruining lives. I think they get off on the power of knowing that they can keep people in masks, that they can shut down businesses. I really do. But let's put the motives aside. The, the basis of the decision there is that the governor is not the king. Just because the governor wants to do something, you can't do it. This is what separation of powers is all about. The governor is supposed to be the chief executive of the state the way the president is the chief executive of the country. The president is not supposed to make laws. We have the legislature to make laws, right? This is basic civics 101. I know you guys know all of this stuff. So the point is, whether her intentions are good or not, she cannot just decide you must wear masks to be in school, you must wear masks, to be an employee of the government, et cetera, et cetera. So that shows you that that beautiful system that we created, that no part of government was gonna get too much power, that if you, if you chose to try to do something as an executive, that the legislature could fight you on it and the judiciary would decide what is legal, it actually is working even in as dysfunctional a place as New York, so there is hope, and I will keep finding the stories that give you hope, because I know not everyone can live in Florida. I know it, I know it. There is a lot of construction going on here, and a lot of people are coming here, and I should be sitting on the board of Florida Tourism. I'll, I'll talk to them about that. But the hope is that some of the sane people that remain in some of these places can make sure they don't fully go off the deep end. They, they ain't gonna be fixed, at least anytime soon, because so much of this has become cult-like and psychotic. Uh, I, re I would refer to you to uh, segment one about The View, if you want more on that. However, thankfully, uh, we've got some good judges like Rademacher up there in New York, and maybe some things will turn around. All right, guys, I've got a crazy day. I've got to drive all across Florida. I'm gonna ride an alligator all the way to Sarasota. Part one of my interview with Marco Rubio. It's my first interview in Florida. We thought it would be best with a senator from Florida. Uh, that's up right now on YouTube. And of course, the full episode is up early and ad-free at rubenreport.locals.com. Lots of good stuff happening. Uh, and I appreciate you guys tuning in a little bit early today. Uh, we're pre-taping at 11 a.m. for tomorrow. And then I'm back in studio live on Friday at 11 a. Oh, no, on Thursday at 11 a.m. And then I'll be live again on Friday at 11 a.m. So there you go. All right, have a great day, everybody. See ya. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.